powered by Sports Interaction, Canada's Sportsbook. It's March Mania at Sports Interaction, NHL, NBA, MLB, and of course March Madness, and so much more. It's bananas. Play Pinata Picks and Minute Madness, exclusive games with insane odds that you can't play anywhere else. Make your next bet with Sports Interaction. Download the app in Ontario using the QR code at the bottom of the screen or head to sportsinteraction.com sdpn to get started. 19 plus, please play responsibly. Welcome back to Game Over Ottawa, everybody. Uh, my, my thoughts might be a little bit scrambled and all over the place uh, given how that one ended, but a, a little bit of a bittersweet result for the Sens here tonight because to be honest, I think that was their best game in a long time, like definitely in the last two weeks since... Uh, since that win against Columbus, obviously none of the the games on that Western road trip were any good at all. And then uh, the last one against Colorado was up and down with with a good comeback effort in the end that they they couldn't complete. But they actually do manage to pull off a comeback here tonight, and just unfortunately can't get the win in the shootout. Uh, I'm sure everyone around the league, no matter uh, what fan or what team you're a fan of, uh, just agrees that everyone just hates the shootout. And boy, am I am I feeling that here tonight? Like when I watch uh, neutral games between teams that uh, aren't ones that I cheer for, I generally don't mind too much the shootout, but uh, except for in cases when uh, you have like tonight where there was so many chances in three on three that you just like to keep, see it keep going forever. And, uh, but then when it's my own team, I'm like on the edge of my seat in the shootout and just, uh, I, I was getting way more frustrated during the shootout than I was for most of the rest of the game, just cause it's, it's so tense there. And it would have been, would have been awesome to beat the Leafs tonight. Uh, I was hoping to come on here and, uh, pull out the quotes of, there's nothing better than beating the Leafs that uh, the Leafs fan base and the SDP guys uh, hate so much. But unfortunately, I don't get to drop it in a positive manner tonight. It's It still remains true that there's nothing better than beating the Leafs, but we did not get that tonight, unfortunately. Um, Adam Firebear in the chat. Usually I can take wins and losses in stride, but I really wanted Ottawa to win this one fantastic come from behind effort yeah just the fact that we tied this game twice technically because of just I mean it wasn't obvious offside call I knew right as soon as they challenged it that uh, it was going to be coming back because that late in a game if you're not sure about it it's really risky to challenge but they challenged right away so they knew they knew that was offside but the fact that the team managed to battle back and tie it again after that goal came off the board that was just awesome to see tonight super entertaining game overall and I'm sure the Leafs were tired on the second half of a back-to-back, but just awesome stuff from the Sens overall, just completely like dominating the shot clock, dominating the Corsi. It's it's so unfortunate that they don't come away with a win here tonight, and we'll get into that and in kind of the details about how the game played out, but uh, de- Dejected Soup in the chat, uh, your name is making me laugh there. Uh, he says, woof, Leafs fan here, Ottawa was the better team. Leafs won one that they didn't deserve to. I think that's going to be the general sentiment uh, from everyone here tonight talking about this game and just on on Twitter and everything. Uh, Just the Leafs, I wouldn't say that they didn't show up because they still have this fantastic offensive ability. They were still able to put up four goals and just kind of create goals out of nothing plays here today and uh, and get the Sens chasing the game. But in terms of uh, defense and carrying the play, the Leafs certainly didn't have their A game 
uh, tonight, and that was sort of in the Sens' favor. But I, I really liked the Sens' energy early on in this game. Uh, the third line especially, I think it wasn't the first shift of the game, it was the second or third, but the first shift that the third line for the Sens had tonight of uh, Broussard, Pinto, and Goche, that just set the tone right away. They were forechecking. Pinto had a great chance. He had a couple really good chances tonight, and I feel like I'm confusing uh, which was which at this point, but I remember he had a really good chance early on, and that line was the first, uh, that shift from that line was the first thing tonight where I was like, okay, we're we're here to play, because the Sens have had a lot of games in the last couple of weeks where they really weren't there to play from the beginning, but uh, that set the tone right there, and I was like, okay, we're going to be in for a pretty good game overall, even, even if we don't win, and it, it ended up being that way. Uh, very fun one tonight. There was also early in the in the first period. I also noted Stutzla had an awesome back check on Matthews. Um, I think Stutzla was an absolute beast tonight, complete monster, and I like that he did that against the Leafs specifically because there have been certain people on Twitter who have been kind of trying to uh, talk down on Stutzla a little bit and trying to cherry pick stats and stuff to make him look worse. But uh, no, Stutzla absolutely stunted on the Leafs tonight and looked absolutely amazing. Uh, Dejected Soup asking about the first goal by Ottawa and its impact on the momentum tonight. Yeah, that was a crazy goal. I was just laughing when that went in. I was so confused. And uh, that, yeah, that was a 1-1 tie at that point, right? Yeah, the Leafs scored first. I was very happy to see Julian Gauthier rewarded uh, with the goal there because he gets all these breakaway chances and <laughs> the dude cannot finish. But uh, it's it's funny when, when that happens where a guy can't finish and then they get a lucky one. Kind of like Dabrinkit missing all these chances and then he gets that uh, goal off of a defender at the end of the Seattle game that ended up being the winner. But very happy to see Goche rewarded on that one. And yeah, for the Leafs, that I think was a bit, a bit of a momentum swing. Like, the Sens dominated the shots early on, but if that doesn't go in and the Leafs end... The first period with like a one nothing lead or even two nothing maybe like if the basically if the Sens didn't score in that first period i think the game could have gone a lot differently i think beating matt murray there as fluky as the goal of it was i think that was important uh, for the story of this game because if we just went longer and longer without scoring on murray it, it probably would have gotten into the into the players heads a little bit but we we got uh broke the floodgates open there a little bit even though Murray was still solid all night. I was uh, I was hoping to come on here and roast him, but you can't really... When it, when a guy makes almost 50 saves, gets the team the win in the shootout, can't uh, can't talk too bad about Matt Murray today, even though even though I want to. But um, full credit to him tonight, even though the four goals allowed. Like I, I will say this, though. I just hope that I don't see too many Leafs fans bragging on Twitter about his performance in this game because... Uh, I think it was before this game, his last four appearances, his other four or five appearances, he had allowed four goals or more in each. And this is another four, four goals against performance, even though he did play really well, faced way too many shots. Uh, I wouldn't be like gassing him up too much because he's, Murray hasn't exactly been trending up overall. So I'm just hoping, I'm hoping I don't see too much banter, uh, from Leafs fans bragging about Murray here tonight, especially because he's still got that extra year on his contract. And I'm not sure how much you want him uh, sitting around on IR all the time. Uh, and while we're talking about goalies, see a comment in the chat here saying Sogard is a bum. Well, yeah, we do have to talk about Sogard here tonight. I am so conflicted on his performance today because 
some of these goals are just like stuff that you shouldn't be seeing at the NHL level. Like the first goal by McCabe, we might as well start there. That gigantic rebound not only went out into the slot, but into the high slot directly where the Leafs defenseman is able to just skate in there. Uh, you, you spit out a rebound on the rush, like right to their defenseman, like such a giant rebound. I couldn't believe that. And you just, you knew that McCabe was scoring as soon as he got that puck. And even, it wasn't even that good of a shot, just kind of leaks through Sogard. And like, I'll talk about all the goals, but overall, at least Sogard did make some really good saves later in the game when we were losing that kept us in it. And of course, was it 10 rounds in the shootout? You have to give him some credit there. And a uh, couple other chat comments. Talking about Murray again. Uh, dejected Suit. Murray is a frustrating goalie because he will let in some soft goals and then he will shut the door. I feel like that is very true. We saw that a lot when Murray was on the Sens too. So I definitely get what you mean with that. And I feel like we also saw that with Sogard here tonight as well. It's kind of funny, both of the goalies for each team. I wouldn't say that any of the ones Murray allowed today were too soft, other than the fluky one at the beginning, but just a bit of a trend here with both of the goalies where they both had some great stops, but they both also allowed four goals. Uh, Cliff Clifford in the chat, I think most people could agree they wouldn't mind having Mitch Marner or Tim Stutza on their teams. Yeah, that's for sure. Marner was awesome tonight. Again, in a game where the Leafs didn't have too much of the puck possession and the offensive zone time. Every time Marner gets the puck on his stick, I'm scared that he's going to do something. Just create a goal out of nothing, really. Like, I, I'm trying to remember when this happened. I think it was when the score was 4-3. to three. Marner got a bit of a break off of an offensive zone faceoff for the Sens. He went the other way and he just kind of did a slap shot that went wide of the net. But I was I was absolutely horrified that he was going to score that. He Marner is just that type of guy who can just pull some magic out of nowhere. And I was I was shocked that he didn't score there. And yeah, Stutzla and Marner, two absolute superstars. If I, if I had to pick the best player from either team tonight, it would probably be those two guys. So I definitely agree with you about that there, Clifford. Um, Dejected Soup also asking, as a Sens fan, can you speak to the fact that the crowd in Ottawa was a lot of white and blue? What's this like as a Sens fan? We yeah, we definitely have to talk about that. Um. In terms of what it's like as a Sens fan, I'll say this. Because this always happens, I haven't been to a Sens versus Leafs game in person. Uh, we kind of avoid those sometimes just because... Which is tough because that kind of turns it into a cycle, right? We kind of avoid going to these games because we know it's going to be so many uh, drunk and annoying Leafs fans just taking over the arena. But if we did go, it would help sway things more, you know, right? So the people who who don't go, uh, it just makes it worse. So, But I am actually going to the last game of the season against the Leafs. Not the last game of the season, but the last matchup against the Leafs. I, I will be seeing that in person. So that would be very interesting. I'll be able to get more of a first-hand first account in terms of what it's like having the building being taken over by Leafs fans. Uh, that'll be fun, though. And I, the, the main reason that I was convinced to go to this game, though, is uh, my friend Harmony, who is a Leafs fan, and she's dating a Sens fan, and then it's like, okay, we'll all go together, we've got uh, people on both sides, you know, so at least you can have fun and banter with your friends about uh, about the matchup, you know, it's not like just sitting there as, as the Sens fans and you have uh, all the Leafs fans all around you just, just going crazy, um, at least going with a friend who's a Leafs fan, I feel like that will make it more fun, so... Also, another thing is, 
the Sens uh, season ticket holders, the numbers have been way down. They've gone up a bit this year, but like way down from the past two. So when you don't have a lot of season ticket holders, it's just the tickets out on the open market and those will just get snatched up by Leafs fans. But I do have to say as well, I don't know how much of an effect that has because I do know that there is also a lot of season ticket holders selling their tickets uh, to Leafs games. My dad did that this year, I think probably for this game, uh, maybe the other one too. So yeah, it's an interesting predicament. I'm thinking as the season ticket base goes back up, I think we'll see maybe closer to more of a 50-50 split of fans in the arena, but uh, it was pretty ugly tonight. It was probably, like for the last few years, it's probably always uh, majority Leafs fans, but what are you going to do when one team is way at the peak in terms of regular season standings? The other one has been struggling for years. It makes sense that we would see it to more of an extreme effect, even though it does always happen. Like it's been happening for the Sens' whole history, but I, I feel like it would be amplified more right now just because of the current situations of each team. Uh, but yeah, that, that's what I think about that. And Clifford also saying this happens for the Canucks home games with the Leafs too. And it's annoying to see when a third of the fans are wearing Leafs jerseys. Yeah, it's it's surprising to me that we get this all over Canada too. Like pretty much other than Montreal, it, it seems to happen everywhere. And it happens in some American cities too. Like I think the Florida Florida games for sure, it happens to Florida a lot too. The Leafs fans are just everywhere. Like I can't even really... For us, it's worse because of the geography. But like you said, it does happen at Canucks games too. So I can't be too mad overall that the Leafs fans are just everywhere it's it's gonna happen there's there's not too much we can do about it but uh yeah back to the game I think that first period really when we outshot the Leafs 19 to 9 by the end of that and it was only 1-1 I had that uh that shitty feeling that it was like oh wow we dominated team at the start of the game once again and don't come away with a lead which is something the Sens have done a lot this year but we do get that beautiful shorthanded goal from Tim Stutzla early in the second period to give us a brief lead, although it didn't last very long thanks to Marner. As I was talking about Stutzla and Marner earlier, it's pretty funny how quickly those two goals from these guys happened. Uh, just <laughs> awesome goals from the both of them. I, I like as well Timmy scoring that, scoring that shorthanded goal. That's his second in the last week, I think. He had one against Edmonton as well. Just love how we can play this guy in all situations and he can score even shorthanded. And that was a great penalty kill before that goal too. Uh, Watson had a great shorthanded chance too. I think it was, uh, was it Gambrell who dropped it back to Hamannick and then Watson got the rebound. Those are, like those guys are pretty solid penalty killers but they're not the type of guys you expect to be uh, getting shorthanded chances like that with all three of them up in the rush. Maybe we were a little too aggressive because even even though we got that shorthanded goal, then Marner comes back the other way and snipes one. Now, I, I talked a little bit about Sogard, but specifically on this goal, I felt like we really needed a save there. The fact that the the hype is just dead right after that shorthanded goal, just only the lead only lasted for 30 seconds and you let one in right after. I think it was a really nice move by Marner. And I do have to criticize the penalty kill on this play as well because uh, they just they lost their shape. Marner was wide open, and I think it was Branchstrom just desperately laying out to block the shot. It had no hope of blocking it, really, uh, but I would have liked to see a save there from Sogard on the short side. But still, good play from Marner, but it, it, was, it was kind of a mixed feelings on that goal. I would have 
would have liked to see that uh, be a save. And also, I have to talk about, since I'm talking about these goals that happened on this power play, I do have to call out Austin Matthews for a shameless dive that led to that power play. He gets tapped, barely tapped, on, on the hands, on a hook, and he flops down. Like, just because... I feel like I need to just call this out just because everyone harps on Tim Stutzler for being a diver. That was inexcusable from Matthews there. Like, I would barely even call it a hook. It barely touched his gloves. And then he's going down to the ice like he's been shot. So I was not impressed with Austin on that one, I have to say. Um, although, even though Sogard, I wanted to save from him on that Marner goal, uh, he did have two big saves a few minutes later on Matthews and on Yarncroke, but then of course <laughs> it didn't last very long once again as Yarncroke just snipes one after that. That was um when that one went in I was kind of like oh god they're just they're just scoring at will at this point like those two quick ones even though Sogard made some saves in between it was just like oh he made a couple saves and now it looks like it's not gonna last but um it was a really good shot and not great defense from Zub and Sanderson on that one. Just, I think they kind of both chased Matthews into the corner. No one picked up Yarncroke at all in the high slot. So that was a little bit of an ugly one in terms of defense as well. So I don't blame Sogard overall on that one, really. And then later he robbed David Kampf. And to be honest, I kind of forget how this play went because later, I think it was in the third period yeah on that shorthanded chance he also robbed David Camp that's the one that's sticking out in my mind now because that one was even better and uh a very nice move by Camp I can't remember this first one now I think it was a cross crease pass yeah and he came across and made the save so Sogard even though some of the goals you'd like to see him have he is showing that talent and and making some great saves not just totally letting the air out of the team, even though sometimes the goals kind of feel like that's happening. It's like, it could have been worse. Like, uh, there was a bunch of these chances where Leafs could have gotten a three or four goal lead, really, in that period, despite uh, despite still being outplayed for the most of it. They were able to, uh, to uh, swing the momentum a little bit, but Sogard kept the sends in it, so have to give him credit in that second period. And then... Into the third period, I have to call out as well Matt Murray for knocking the net off once again. And I think it's very funny that this has happened so many times this season that even the commentators, even Craig Simpson, was like, yeah, pretty sure he did that on purpose. Like, that's verbatim what he said. <laughs> it's like, they kind of just expect it to happen now. They're like, oh, Murray knocked the net off again, of course. And that one was pretty egregious, like, just pushing across way too hard when the Sens had some pretty solid possession on that shift, looked like they were about to uh, create a scoring chance. I think that one was pretty suspicious. So I don't know if anyone, if there's any Leafs fans hanging around in the chat, let me know what you think on that one. If, um, if you're going to defend your guy till the, till the death and say, no, it's always an accident when Murray knocks the net off or, or if you think that that one should have been called. It was interesting later too, that they had a long shot of, the referee talking to Murray a few minutes later and I was pretty sure the referee was saying hey man if you if you do that again we're gonna call it because I thought that one was pretty egregious um gonna shout out Justin Fisher in the chat he says I can't even front the Leafs won that game despite their best efforts to completely give it away yeah like when that fourth goal went in Yarncroc second of the game I I basically just said yeah this is over like I said out loud I was like oh yeah game over because we, I felt like we just didn't have 
the vibes there. I felt like this this team has been falling behind by multi-goal leads so often lately and not really not really being able to complete the comeback that I wasn't really expecting them to finally do it here. But uh, and Justin also says Matt Murray is innocent. I, I don't know about that one. I feel like there might be some arguing on Twitter. Uh, people people getting mad about that. I, was it the Devils game where Murray had a shutout where he knocked the net off like three separate times? Like, I just feel like there's such a pattern with Murray. It's so funny to me that even the commentators pointed it out that they were like, yeah, he probably did it on purpose. So, I don't know. We'll, we'll let that one slide because at least Murray let in a few more goals to let the Sens tie the game. He was nice enough to do that at least. Um, Brady Kachuk, I'm... Oh my god, I can't even remember his, his, his first goal. Obviously, I just remember the tying goal at this point. Oh yeah, it was a really nice pass from Stutzla behind the net. Got deflected a little bit by the Leafs defender because I think... It was originally intended for Batherson. It got deflected. Batherson swings and misses, but then it goes right to Kachuk. Uh, so it was a little bit lucky on that one, but Stutzla had great vision to seek out those guys in front of the net. And I think if the Leafs defender didn't get his stick on that, then Bather Batherson probably would have just scored it anyway. So awesome goal there. And uh, let's see. Yeah, before that as well, I wanted to note that the fourth line had a great shift in the offensive zone. Probably their only, like, good shift in the whole game because it's rare that our bottom six looks good, but I, I had to shout them out for that. Watson and... I'm blanking on who the, who the hell we were playing. Watson and Patrick Brown and whoever the hell else was the, the left winger. I can't even remember. Was it Gambrell? Yeah, Gambrell as well. They had great forechecking on that play. A couple uh, shots from the point, I think it was. They were trying to get deflections and scrambles in front of the net. They actually were doing a good job of carrying the offensive momentum when the top six is off the ice, which usually they don't do. Usually they just completely kill it and end up in their own zone. So it was nice to see that from them. I, I had to point that out for sure. Ridley Gregg also hit the post uh, before that Brady Kachuk goal, which made me very sad. <laughs> We'd I'd love to see Ridley Gregg pick up another goal here. I feel like uh, he deserves it and he's been awesome on that second line with uh with Debrinkin and Giroux even though the line isn't necessarily always producing Greg just looks like he fits in he's always in the right spot positionally and uh always great on the forecheck creating turnovers and stuff in the offensive zone so really would have liked to see him rewarded there but luckily we didn't need it I yeah I'd written in my notes David Camp robbed again uh but I mentioned that earlier sloppy sloppy power play uh for the Sens there I think it was with about seven minutes left the whole first minute of it, I don't think we got a shot, didn't get set up in the offensive zone at all. Then you give up that brutal chance to camp. It was just, it was really ugly. And at that point, I was not expecting to tie the game, especially funny that it ended up being a power play goal in the end that tied the game. Um, but uh, we we still still got it done somehow, despite the Debrinket goal getting called back, which mentioned that a little bit at the beginning of the show, but... It was clearly offside when you see the replay. Just just frustrating. It's I I know we love to complain about the, the offside reviews, but this is one where I feel like I just can't get too mad other than the fact that I was pretty sure we were gonna lose because of it. It was it was super sad and especially because it was Debrinket and I really want to see him rewarded with more goals because despite the lower than expected goal total, he has been pretty good this year. Um but so I was very sad specifically just because it was Debrinket getting the goal taken back. I would have been sad regardless of who it was, but 
extra sad because Dorinka did not get another goal. Um, but yeah, unbelievable tying goal uh, by Brady Kachuk after that. I do have to point out, though, leading to that goal, I, I don't think it was like directly after. I think it was still with over a minute left in the game. But there was a horrible icing call that favored the Sens. Uh, I think it was Kelly Yarncroke just totally outskated Shabbat. And he was ahead of Shabbat by the blue line, by the Senators' blue line. And he, like, clearly was getting to the puck first. And they called icing still. I I know one of the referees tonight was one of the same ones who we were mocking about icing in the last game against Colorado. So I don't know if that had anything to do with it. And he, he was uh, throwing us a bone a little bit. But I, I have to say that was horrible. Uh, that should not have been icing at all because Young Croak made a great play to beat the icing call. So lucky for the Sens on that one, although nice for them to actually uh, be lucky and get rewarded, <laughs> get rewarded for it, considering how they lost the last game uh, with that crappy game-winning goal ended up uh, being the difference in that one. But yeah, and then just surprising goal from Brady Kachuk. I couldn't, like, the Sens were pressing, pressing pretty well and over 50 shots in this game. But I think we we had to enter the zone again with like 20 seconds left or so. 20, somewhere between 20 and 30 seconds. Giroux had the slap shot to dump it in. And I, I really was not expecting anything at that point. Usually if the puck gets cleared uh, with anything less than 45 seconds left or whatever, you're like, oh yeah, it's over. But great play for, from the Sens to stick with it. And awesome to see Brady score 30 goals again. Uh, we knew it was going to happen, but I'm I'm glad that it happened quickly. He's on a little bit of a heater here. I think it's four goals in the last three games. So awesome stuff from him. It's kind of a funny goal because I think it was the Leafs defenseman blocked the point shot. And then Murray was just sliding the other way. He wasn't expecting that. And there was a wide open net for Kachuk. But uh, awesome moment. I popped off pretty hard when he scored that. And Brady had the awesome Selly. Looked like he was uh, yelling at the Leafs fans in, in the front row, which was... Uh, pretty fun to see, but uh, that's where the happiness ended for the sentence. Three on three, we still dominated, uh, which was surprising to me because Matthews, Marner, Nylander out there for the Leafs, you expect, oh, they can just bury you pretty quickly in overtime. Although I seem to remember, just because I follow the SDP, uh, them being my employers, but I listen to the podcast anyway, even before, um, I seem to remember discussion about the Leafs not being very good at three on three overtime, which is really weird to me. Uh, it, it was kind of the case again tonight where the Sens just had total possession for like 80% of that five minutes, I felt like. And I kind of alluded to this earlier, but it's one of those scenarios where if overtime just went a few more minutes, I feel like the Sens would have won it. They, they had so many chances there, just unfortunately, not really any super clean looks. Like some some weird ones where the puck was kind of bouncing or the shot gets blocked off of a rush chance or whatever. But I liked that we were able to dominate uh, possession against those top guys on the Leafs. That was just, just impressive overall. And then the shootout, what can you really do about it? I mean, that was a frustrating one to watch because we score first, then it's even. And then Matthews scores, they have the lead. It looks like it, we're going to lose, but Batherson keeps it going. We still have a chance. And then just looking at the box score here, it's six, seven, or no, four, five, six, seven straight shots uh, with everyone missing or, or getting saved. And then Broussard finally scores, and you're like, okay, now we got this. 
Sogar to save so many in a row, save like four in a row at that point. We got this, but no, <laughs> Bunting scores, and I freaking hate Michael Bunting, he's, I'm not even going to get into that, I don't want to, uh, to rile up Leafs fans too much if there's any of them still watching, but Michael Bunting is lame and annoying, um, so I was annoyed that he scored, and then at this point in the shootout, the Sens have used all their top six forwards, and the Leafs just have better depth, so they were still able to send out Bunting in the seventh round and Kerfoot uh, in the ninth round of the shootout, so it was advantage to them at that point. We had Shabbat and Chikrin going out there who probably haven't taken too many shootout attempts in their NHL careers, so that was a little a little bit of an ugly ending there as we kind of just ran out of all our talent and had our defensemen going out there, whereas the Leafs still had some decent forwards. Uh, Kerfoot wins it. Again, I will give some credit to Sogard that he did quite well in the shootout, especially after Nylander and Matthews scored on the first two attempts. I was expecting him to go 0 for, 0 for 3, so have to give him uh, credit for saving like four in a row after that, and when when your goalie gives you nine rounds in the shootout, like you, you can't blame him at that point, so I... It's tough with Sogard because I feel like if Cam Talbot wasn't injured and he played in this game, I think we win in regulation. Not that Cam Talbot is amazing or anything, but I think just with the shot margin we had, I feel like Talbot would have uh, been able to do well enough that we we could have won this one. But it, it sucks. He's He's been out for two weeks now, so what are you going to do about it? Uh, I, I'm glad that the team actually gave Sogard some goal support for once got him to that extra frame. They weren't able to do it against Colorado, even though uh, they came super close. So, hey, at least we got a point. Like, this uh, this last two weeks has sucked so bad for the Sens that I, I hate that I'm at the point of just saying, oh, at least we got one point. Yay, we made it to overtime. Like, that's all I can celebrate at this point. Oh, man, I feel I feel so depressed thinking about that. I'm we uh, Just two weeks ago, we were looking at the playoff race, and now I refuse to look at the Eastern Conference standings anymore. It's just... It's just sad, but um, I don't know. I guess the last win that I covered uh, against Seattle, I remember saying like, oh, we're in ninth place now and this is awesome. And if you told me at uh, the beginning of the season that we'd finish ninth, that would be awesome. We stayed in ninth for like one day and now we've slipped back down. Um, I feel I, I would really like to see the Sens get, grab some wins at the end of the season here. I feel like they are playing better, so it could happen, but super tough opponents down the stretch. I think that overall, it's is going to be a bit of a rough end to the season. Like I was saying, I'd be happy to finish ninth, uh, finishing 12th or 13th or 14th in the conference. We, we just can't have that happen. Uh, we're better than that, so I'll be pretty disappointed if we keep sliding down the standings, but I think it's one win in the last seven games now at this point. Yeah, because one win on the road trip and then two more at home. Even though the team has played a lot better in the last two at home, it's, again, just against super tough teams, so it's difficult to get wins against uh, the, the top teams in the league. It's it's going to be rough for the Sens uh, at the end of the season here, I think. But, yeah, at least it was a fun game tonight. It was really entertaining. And, as well, the game against Colorado had me on the edge of my seat in that comeback attempt, too. So, at least it was not totally unpleasant viewing experiences uh, for Sens fans in these last couple games. Because that ro Western road trip was, oh my god, just some of the worst hockey I've ever seen this team play. And I've watched like pretty much every game uh, in the last five years since the rebuild started. So 
at least things are looking up slightly, but again, just because we're going to be playing such tough teams, uh, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen from here on out. Um, just going to check the chat one more time before I wrap things up. Uh, Sean saying, good game, Ottawa. You guys deserve to win that one for sure. We retired, but still, I'd feel ripped off if I were you. <laughs> and boy, have I been there either way. You guys have a really exciting team. Uh, he also says, if it was an extended overtime, you guys would have won with how it was going. The ice was tilted. Yeah, I, I definitely felt that way. It's it's such a buzzkill to have all those chances in possession and overtime and then lose in the shootout. But uh, but I'm proud of the boys for their effort overall tonight. And I think that's where I'm going to leave it. A little bit of positivity. Uh, just even though a sucky result, it's just... It was a fun game tonight, so I can't be too mad in the end. Like, uh, I'm I'm disappointed, but I'm not mad. I'll put it that way. It was a fun, fun game tonight. So that's where I'm going to leave it. Thank you everyone so much for watching. Leave a like if you enjoyed. Subscribe to SDPN. And uh, we will be back. I think it's, what is it? <laughs> when is the next game? Monday. I think Monday against Pittsburgh, uh, which I was hoping would be a really entertaining uh, game. But no, <laughs> I was hoping that would be a, a game that had some sort of uh, meaning in the standings. But it uh, doesn't look like that's going to happen anyway at this point but hopefully the Sens are able to have another fun performance for us at least and, and make things exciting within the game if it's not going to be uh, much of a playoff race from here on out uh, but yeah have a good night everyone thanks for watching game over powered by sports interaction canada sportsbook